Hey guys, just Josh here. Welcome to Ballarat Talks. Proudly sponsored by the Region Cinema. Jeez, you, yeah, you, yeah. you put the balls on the line there. Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no, I moved, I moved out of home when I was 14, so it sort of comes really yeah. my face. Look the phone, the phone's off the hook. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys, with Eric Morris. All right, today's guest uh, I've known for quite a long time. He's a, a father of three. Uh, in, I, in my eyes, he holds uh, what, the most successful gym in Ballarat called D2E. I'm keen to hear about where it all... Because I, I sort of... Uh, over, over the time, I have heard a, a fair bit about it, but um, probably haven't gotten to the nitty-gritty part of it. But um, welcome, Eric Morris, to Ballarat Talks. Cheers, mate. Thanks thank for coming in. Now, for a start... Appreciate, um, appreciate that too, mate. That yes, was, no, thank you. It's, it is. It's bloody true. It's, <clears throat> it is an incredible facility, um, D2E, and those probably around Ballarat would have seen how the, the sheer mass of the place... Um, I don't actually... would. I saw Derriman opened up yesterday. Yeah. I've yeah. Se- have you have you seen it at all? I haven't, no. And I'm not... I've heard... I have... I truly try not to focus on what anything else is doing apart from ourselves, yeah, you know. Yep. Um, but uh, the bloke that I deal with with Hammer Strength and Life, yep. I've known for quite a long time too. So I caught up with him only last week and I don't know how big square meterage it is, but I think... I know I've heard they got a boxing ring and a few bits and pieces in there, but basketball or not? Don't know. Yeah, okay. No, haven't heard. I heard it was around eight hundred, but I w- I would have thought they would have done bigger than that. No, I don't. I would have thought they would have done bigger than big. that. Yeah. Um. How will it go? Don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. They, Very interesting. You know, it seems to it seems to attract a certain demographic, and I don't I don't think that demographic exists here. Yeah. Or, or in a small. A small minority, yeah, yep. exactly right. So, but they're not as cheap. So I saw their prices actually the other day. Which I, I was, was very surprised. Yeah, normally, I'd... so for people that don't understand, like Derrimans, um, like they're known for doing massive gyms around around. Uh, I suppose Victoria. I think I'm not sure somewhere. I think they are other places in Australia. Yeah, Adelaide. They've, Adelaide. Got, they've got a few yeah. in Adelaide now. Yeah, um, and they're sort of just renowned for just crazy big gyms. Um, yeah. And silly low prices that don't make sense, but well, I think Caroline Springs, at one point, had fourteen thousand members. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. When they were doing the, was it two ninety nine or one ninety nine? No, it could have been one ninety nine. I reckon it might have been one ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, but the quality is rubbish. Like people, you, you, you would have been at some point. I have. Yep. And there's just shit everywhere. Yep. There's dumbbells and shit laying around. It the gets place. thrown around. It just bit. gets the etiquette, and I mean. This happens in every gym, mm. you know. It happens. Probably not to that point, though. No way. You and let, you and they let don't do nothing about it. Like, yeah. If someone leaves something out with us. We'll get on the cameras and send them a nice message yeah. out. Hey, brother. Hey. hey. See this it's shit. Nice to remember. Yeah. Remind me <laughs> to uh. <laughs> See this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck um, it away. Now, before we start, there's um, <clears throat> there was a the question that came up um, when I was actually just sitting here before it just came to mind. Are you actually ever too far away from a D2E? Like, at what point is too far away? Do you know what I'm, um, you know what I'm talking about here? I'm or? glad you asked. You've heard it, obviously. <laughs> I've heard the I radio. I thought, it was, I thought it was a weird tagline. A few people said, no, nah, that's actually It's It flows really pretty well. well. Did you come up with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, can you recite it now? Do you remember? Hey, when we say it now. Yeah, go on. From Delacombe to Wendery, you're never too far from a D2E. Is that, that's not the whole thing. Oh, hang on. Oh, you mean the poem? No. Which one are you talking about? Don't you talk through the whole thing, or is it only the last bit? Or is it you and Mel talking? There's two ads at the moment. Yeah. So there's one where Mel and I are talking. Yep. And then there's one where I do a poem. It's like a talking poem? about, yeah. Just, Maybe I haven't heard that it's one. It's a piss take. 100% a piss take. 
and you don't like it or, you, hey, no, or people take it serious? No, no, it talks about, I could talk about the cold, you know, mm. trying to remind people that we all, everyone drops off when it gets cold. Yep. So try and break the mold this year and keep rolling through the gym. Break the mold. You know, yeah. set yourself up for, you know, uh, cruise into the warmer months, you know, and, and make it a bit easier to lose those kilos or don't even put them on. Yep. Let's <laughs> make it a little bit easier <laughs> to, uh, you know. So, no, so there's two ads at the moment. I couldn't recite it off the top of my head. There's a, there's a poem. They're hard uh, to do. They make you do it over and over. Oh. Like we see. I've like, done a few times now. So it's. Voice it's, inflections. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I've done it a few times. So, yeah, I don't know. The first time I've ever done it, I was nervous as shit, mm. you know, going in to do a recording because when I was, you know, a 30 second ad. I'm trying to script it up. I write everything myself, trying to get it within 30 seconds. So at home, you're reading it out with no, like, mm-hmm. breaks. You just but when you get in there, Andrew can just literally cut it and edit it. Off so you, know, you yeah. forget you forget that you can go in and read the same line seven times yep. and pick out the best one that sounds the best. So, um, but yeah, there's a poem, which is. Yeah, a few boys have Snapchatted me when they heard it. They're just going, <laughs> fuck, fuck is this, mate? <laughs> Such a mouth. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, it gets a message out there. That's exactly right. Some of those most annoying ads, old Frankie Walker from National Tiles. Everyone remembers Christ them. Christ almighty. You want to bash him if you met him, but... What's the one I remembered the other day that was from Ballarat? I think it was like a karate one. Yeah, yeah, mm. I think it was a TV ad. Talk one day, That's maybe it. or something. Um, so, let's start. Do you remember... How we met, so I couldn't remember. I don't know if it was like a Snap Fitness. I'm pretty sure it's maybe. Snap. Yeah, it would have been Snap, AWA or Snap for yeah. sure. Yeah. So you, were, so I remember. Let's go right back, actually. So let's start. Where you born in Ballarat? Born, no, no, I'm born country New South Wales. So oh, I'm from, up, yeah, from uh, born in Cowra, yeah. uh, and then moved to a place called Cootamundra, right. and lived there for. Moved around a fair bit as a kid, but. Predominantly, most of my childhood was spent in Cootamundra. Why'd you move heaps? Because uh, I lived with my mum. So yep. my mum was a single parent. She had me when she was... She fell pregnant with me when she was 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then had mm, drug issues her whole life. Yep. Um, and so we moved around a fair bit. So it was uh, partly raised by my mum and then my grandparents, basically. Yep. Yeah. So my grandparents saved most of the time in Cootamundra, so we'd always move somewhere. She'd burn the bridges, and we'd be back back there and get ourselves sorted, and then go again. And yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, it's pretty full on. Mm. I've got two that. two lots of kindergarten photos. I've moved schools that many times. Oh yeah, so you yeah, just got like yeah, when I was whatever those five. Um, yeah. Jesus. Mm. Rough Good start. start. Good yeah, start. Yeah, rough start. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. Set you up if it's a bit hard, set you up for makes things a little bit easier on the long Well, not easier, but like it, I suppose you're a bit more uh, resistant, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the times, I suppose, when you come on tougher times, you can um, remind yourself, look at it from different perspective, and and you know, it's not that bad. Sometimes it seems like it, but you know, it's not really that bad, so yeah, yeah. Um, and then you, how'd you get to Ballarat? How did that all come about? Uh, so, being a New South Wales boy, uh, we played league and um, played league for 14 years. Uh, and then I ended up over in uh, Canberra working as a glazier. 
actually started an apprenticeship as a glazier and then um, I ruptured my hamstring, my left hamstring, uh, when I was 18. I actually had, had my 18th party on crutches. It was <laughs> unreal, uh, as you can imagine. Yep. <clears throat> and so it was a really nasty rupture, uh, basically tore straight through all the bellies and um, significant bruising. And it was, yeah, it was probably still, I've had some pretty big injuries and probably still by memory one of the worst to try and come back from because lower body injuries are always nasty sure. and long. Um, and so couldn't I had to leave the job as a glazier and I joined the railway. Um, and oh, it's pretty rough that too, isn't it? Yeah, like, well, at the time, mate, I was 18 and, oh, you know, it's known that it pays big money on mm. contract work and I, I got a job as a, uh, they call them a, a flaggy or a signalman, which essentially when they shut a track down, they'll have uh, people certain kilometres away from the work site as human signals. Um, you sit on your ass all day. So I could earn good money, let my hamstring come good. And yeah, so the railway, I got on the railway, I was there for nearly four years and followed followed the work down here. So I was working- Oh, so the railways came down to- Yeah, I was working for a mob called John Holland, which is one of the biggest construction companies in Australia at least. And they had contracts to do all the sleeper replacement from Sydney to Melbourne. So we just followed the work. We just basically traveled from Sydney to Melbourne, staying in every town. And then they got a metro contract. So I spent the last 12 months actually working in the city. So okay. yeah, so just followed the work down here and country boy came down to Vic and uh, discovered the nightlife in Melbourne. and. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So but it was what, pretty wild, but yeah, it would have been. What, what, and what? But what actually got you here, like in Ballarat, from Melbourne? So <clears throat> when, um, so as you know, AWA yep. Supplements was obviously a, a sub shop here. So I uh, got to a point in the railway where I realised that the future is bleak in that industry. It's a bit like FIFA work, it's a bit like the same sort of thing. It's, you get paid good money for a reason because the life is pretty, can be pretty rough. Mm-hmm. And so I left actually and went and did my PT ticket in Melbourne. Oh, sorry, I did my PT ticket while I was still on the railway. Yep. But I left and actually went personal train for 12 months at Fitness First in St Kilda on Alma Road. What did they, just curiously, what did they charge you rent there? Uh, it was 300, then it was 310 300 bucks. Back then. Yeah, so yep. it was a tier three, it was a tier three side. All right. So they tear it up and lock your QV and yep. Richmond, that are, I think they're a bit more, they'd be probably more now. Like, Jesus. It was big money then. Yep. And it was dog eat dog because I think there was 18 trainers. So everybody just what, trying to undercut each other. Pretty mm-hmm. rough, yeah. Yuck. It was, uh, you, it's definitely a sink or swim situation. And I mean, with those corporates, you've got to pay franchise fees and you've got to pay to do PT. You pay a couple of grand just to even like become a trainer there. Really? It's not like what we do. No, it's not like <laughs> It's very Christ. different to what we do, mate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so basically did that and went pretty well, but leaving the railway money and going back to like subcontracting and normal wages, pretty big adjustment and for a kid that didn't have any financial sense taught through as a kid I was failed in 
just it didn't go anywhere. It's so in money up, management. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up going back to the rail for a bit, saving some money again, and then I got a job with um, AWA, the supplements. In Ballarat or in no, other places? He, he had a shop in he had a shop in Geelong and he had a shop in Albert Park. Yep. So down in South Melbourne. <coughs> and Worked for Glenn, who's actually one of my best mates now. I uh, was in my wedding party. Um, and essentially, we were killing it, doing really well. And so um, he decided to open a shop up here. Yep. And I basically ran it from day one, hence the reason why. People still come in now and say, why'd you sell it, you know? And it was like, well, it was never, my, it was never <laughs> my shop, you know? I, I just managed it, but I... I was the face of it forever, and yeah. and treated it like my own. Like worked big hours, and yeah, I um, what's where was I, it? Was down the bottom of Sturt Street, wasn't right it? next to the old Super Bar, where the Super Bar. So I think uh, right now it's uh, a barber shop. It's um, yeah, that's it. Yep, uh, I can't remember the name of the barber shop, but um, Iron Iron Bar, Iron Bar, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, so we just, that's what brought me to Ballarat. I was um, living, I was living in St Kilda when Ballarat first opened and commuting daily. Oh, fuck. And then um, I ended up shifting out to Melton, which is the same sort of time I met Mel, my wife now. Um, she's from Melton? She's from Bacchus. Bacchus yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually met her at the FedEx when it was oh, but randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so then I was commuting from Melton and then after Mel and I were together for a while, traveling out to Ballarat, I said, fuck, we might as well move up here because... I was done and dusted with the city life and the hustle and bustle and being a country boy, I just was happy to come to Ballarat because it's a great place and it's mm. still carries that sort of country mentality and feel, I, I think, but has everything you need here. So, yeah, shifted up here, mate, and it's... That'd be like... 10 years ago, something like that, nine nah, or 10 years more. ago. Has to be more. Well... If I met, if I was, I've been... I've been here since 2011, no, 12, and then, it, oh, maybe, no, oh, hang 20, on, maybe I was 2014, we opened gym in 2014, I always use that as the starting point and then start Let's going. go back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, we actually started there in 2013, and I would have been living here. Oh, if so you were travelling yeah, down for, yeah, you, I was sorry, if you were so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. so I reckon I would have only moved here 12 2012, 2012, 2012, yeah. 2012 um, maybe the start of 13. Yeah. It's around that mark somewhere. But yeah, it was traveling for, for a good 18 months. So, you know, yeah. and training at Snap and, and you know, like training yeah, there remember. before I catch the train back um, yeah. to, to the city or to, yeah. to Melton. Did you have, I can't, for some reason I just remember, was there something to do with your shoulder or you had something to do with your pec? Yeah. Was yeah. It, yeah, for some reason I remember, was there a big injury with that? 2013, I had surgery on the collarbone. So I had the plate and five screws put in, yeah. which was just an existing injury from a dirt bike stack. Right. I'd, I'd come off and back when I was about 16, I had a massive stack and basically just dislocated the collarbone off the sternum. Yeah. And that, that joint is, the ligaments are like... There's, there's no movement in that joint. It's it's a pivot joint. So really, the ligaments just hold it hard against the bone. So completely just detached it and never did anything about it for years because you can sort of get a lot, you can sort of get away with it pretty well until if you start training yeah. or bodybuilding, 
you then then develop a really nasty imbalance. Yep. Because that anchor point's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I went and saw Paul Plank um, and said, "Look, I reckon I need to." Um, do something about this and yeah had scans and he said yeah there's no ligaments at all they've completely just deteriorated because it was like a, a six or seven year old injury it had just been done nothing about so yeah so i had that surgery and that was brutal to be honest yeah i was yeah, in the sleep i was in the sleep for ages and oh uh, yeah it was it was rough but um all good now so and then how did so being here for you were there here for what two years ish or like might have even <coughs> what living here a year ish maybe and then what prompted the gym like mm. how did that all come about yeah so Mel and I were so Mel and I met we obviously moved up here Mel was doing some work at a jeweler uh, in Stockland yep and wasn't really enjoying it it was just it was a weird staff environment and that's so she was hating on that, and, um, and so she left that, and then she did a bit of work for the CGU Insurance here, which is located sort of near, I don't even know if they're there anymore, but um, right next to the Phoenix Building, the council chambers there, mm-hmm. or on one of those little laneways. So same sort of thing, the culture was a bit weird. So we decided to, hadn't done any PT for a while, had just been focusing on the on the shop, and the supplement shop, and uh, so we decided to start doing a little bit of group stuff and um where, where from like out yeah so barbarian muay thai so dave and sally oh. ashmore so it was down the bottom yeah so when it was on crescent road at the, I remember. At the, yeah. at the um courier yep. bottom of the courier there which you know big shout out to dave without that start it probably wouldn't be what it is yep. so we um we were doing boot camps there right and it just got to a point where we had like we had like 30 people coming to the classes and we were clashing with Dave's Muay Thai stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we started to just think, fuck, what do we do? We rent a place, like, try and look for a building. And we so we sort of looked, tried to find... At the time, we were trying to find, a like, a boutique small studio, like, two, three hundred squares. Because at the time, mate, like... It's a long, long story, but as I said, financially... Uh, as a kid, I had no sense. So I had like defaults on my credit file and so I couldn't borrow money or anything like that. Like we were pretty broke. Like Mel had left CGU. You now I was just still working at AWA, but yeah, no, we were like broke basically. It's pretty big. Living, like it would be a hard living, decision to- Living along and yeah. try to, yeah, exactly. Try to sort of step out of a limb. And I mean, people ask all the time, how do you start business? Half the battle is just, having the balls to actually jump and go most of the time people have a good idea it's yep. actually just fucking Execution. walking out in that on yeah. that limb you know um yeah so we were looking and looking and looking and just couldn't find anything that we fell in love with but we kept going back to where Delacombe is now which originally was just the front building and it was uh 750 squares including the mezzanine floor they were asking like they were asking a bit of money. I was going to say, because it it that's pretty, it's from, a big space. Like, the lease there would have been pretty... If I remember correctly, they were looking for like 51 or 53 per annum or something like that. Which doesn't sound like much now, but Yeah, back but like then, to us, mate, fuck. we were like, fuck. Like, yeah. we we had, essentially we only had, like I was obviously going to leave the, the, the supplement job, which was a full-time job. So you're leaving that job, then all of a sudden the only way you could cover 
that rent plus the outgoings plus power mm. plus like live yourself mm. plus pay rent at home because we didn't have a house or anything um, was with this group fitness stuff so I was like fuck you know you gotta jump in yeah it's, you gotta jump in don't you so um, in the end we, we um, Tracy Holmes awesome chick who was working yeah she's at, cool I don't yeah, know Tracy uh, was at I uh, was at Ray White, caught up with Trace, and um, we said, "Look, we're a young couple, no kids, young couple. Want to have a bit of a crack, and you know, we want to do a, a, a studio, potentially a gym in the future, and um, we can only offer. I think we offered like forty-five or something." And then, and then an agreed increase up to the 53 or whatever it yep. was over a three plus three. To be honest, you, you put that in and you think, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like, and um, I still remember the morning when Chase rang and said, hey, listen, they're going to accept this. And I was like, fucking what? You know, it's like, <laughs> shit. Um, okay. You know, and so... It was. It's a real. It's a very scary moment when you all of a sudden you, you. It's real. Potentially, like, potentially, you know, you're signing contracts, and you, if it doesn't work, you're still obligated to pay this stuff out. You know, like it's a pretty brutal world when you start getting into commercial leasing and all that sort of jazz. So, um, was it a one year thing for a start? Like a no, one, was we, it three by? No, we went straight into a three by three. So we really, yeah. we really stepped out. You yeah. know, um, but I think that's the only way that they were going to accept the a lower offer correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and we, so we have a really 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 good relationship with our landlords there Ray and Helen Donald they um own the Santa Soil Yard on the corner of Sutton and, and Whitemore oh, yeah. where we yeah. are and it used to be Donald Santa Soil you couldn't meet two more hard working awesome people but at the time Ray didn't want to have a gym in there so we were really what did he want? What did he uh, want? Like? I think I spoke to him one day and he said he thought like a boat shop would go in there or something because it was sort of like boat a, shop. Yeah. like originally we, the building is, like we put a few photos up in the past, but it was just a massive empty concrete shed and, you know, half built offices in the front. You sort of thought there might be like a, a showroom in the front and then like a workshop and, yeah, and okay. mechanics at the back for boats and stuff. So, or something like that, you know, not a gym. It still would have been a pretty big boat shop. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah. No. But I mean, most places, I suppose, they might have a small showroom where they might show, you know, five or six boats and then just have mechanics and, and installers and stuff at the back. So, <coughs> which would make sense because there's not really a boat shop in Ballarat. There's, I think there's a couple of small sort of places, but there's not nothing like a dedicated, yeah. you know, anyone out there? There's yeah, a the market, business maybe. Idea there, well, mate, I suppose we're a, little, we're a little way away from the sea, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you think about how many people here go to the, the coast and go to the river. Yeah. Like, geez, you, every long weekend there's caravans and boats just flying around fucking everywhere. So, I don't know. There's an, there's an <laughs> idea. There's I'm, an just idea. I'm just saying. Have a think about it. <laughs> if you got the cat. <laughs> all the balls. All the balls, yeah, all the balls. <laughs> Step it out. Um, yeah, okay, so you, you, you signed the lease and did, like, was that vision for a start, like, when you started? Like, does that differ from today, obviously? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was, to be honest, I, I don't even think, I never, th- when it, it was never meant to be what it is today. It was always, like, the group fitness was something that we really enjoyed and we've just brought it back, you know, only just, like, literally last week yeah. uh, after a massive 
time away because the business just went in the direction of commercial gym, you know, big strength and conditioning style place. So we followed the, we just followed that, you know, followed our feet and Mel and I are untrained in business in any sense. You know, we've just basically learned along the way and <coughs> um, I just had literally, I've still got photos like we had an, a massive empty space with um, secondhand Muay Thai mats that we brought. I remember the really foamy ones, yeah? Yeah, just yeah, like remember. faded pink. They were like just fucked. I like, can remember seeing photos. Like terrible. Up, isn't it? it was yeah. terrible, you know? And um, empty space. And then we had like a rower, a bike, a shitty, a shitty non-commercial treadmill. Like, you know, the mezzanine floor. I used to have a chain across the bottom so that no one would go up there because there was nothing up there it was just we didn't use it at the start um and then you know i think um i think the sort of first lot of equipment that we brought we actually brought from um peter his name is peter he owns um shape it fitness in bacchus marsh yeah peter and d their name are um he, it wasn't a gym, he didn't have a gym back then. I bought some stuff from him from home. Okay. And just sort of bought it for myself, basically. Yep. Um, and then just it just started getting to a point where a few a few of the mates were like, can I come and use your stuff? And so Mel and I were like, fuck, we could probably like set it up in such a way that we could still do the classes mm-hmm. and put some gym stuff in here and maybe get some members happening. Uh, I remember we caught up with our accountants, Russell and Donna Cheeseman. Massive shout out. They're still our accountants now. T- two of the best people you'll ever meet. Um, he was working at Elliot's accounting at the time. And um, I still remember sitting down and, you know, it was just like a, when we talk about the gym stuff and getting members. and So you, you did have members for a start? No. It was just all group classes? It was all classes. Yeah. 100% classes. Um, and starting to sort of write down I guess business plans if you will like how many members you need to sort of clear this and what mm-hmm. your expenses are and and people who were like OG like real OG members would remember that we bought about 180 square metres I believe in rubber tiles rubber mats expensive as fuck by the way yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah floor coverings Killer. Yeah, yeah killer. Are. Doesn't matter what it is, it's just, <laughs> just expensive, expensive, especially when you've got massive square meterage. But um, we set up, I think it was like four meters off the back wall and the side wall in an L shape, like mats. And then we just had equipment, like, and then all the middle was still the um, foam mats, you yep. know, so we could do the group stuff. <clears throat> and um, we didn't have mirrors. But there's photos, there would still be photos on, like, if you were to scroll back to 2014 on our D2A gym page, there'd be photos there, and members who are in there now would be like, holy fuck, yeah, wow, what a here? transformation, because there was no mirrors, we had a bit of turf down the side that we put in at one point, oh, yeah. we had like a yep. strip of turf, started doing the sled track stuff, um, and yeah, we just, we started, we, we got the um, gym master in, because yep. we didn't have that to start. It was just key job. Like we'd just be in there, and then when we did the stepped into doing actual memberships, obviously we got gym master on board. We put the twenty four hour key stuff, uh, key tag stuff in, and 
What was your membership for a start? Do you remember? We did the very first one we did. We did the sale that we do every August now. Yep. Um, was three ninety nine. So it was like it was it was a like a foundation or like a startup membership stuff three ninety nine for up front, mm-hmm. and can't remember I couldn't tell you how many we got on there, but it was it was enough to like fuck okay this That's could this could be something worth, like yeah. you know um, upfront's always good except you got to use it wisely otherwise you can be you know uh, run out of cash if you haven't got the yep. direct debit stuff going on but. Um, and funnily enough, for the last six years, our sales been three fifty. So it actually mm. came. We actually went backwards in price after our very first year. First year was three ninety nine. Then we went back to three fifty and ran three fifty for the last. What was that? What's the was there a purpose to that? Oh, just good price. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. We've always sort of had the mentality where we would try to be relevant with our pricing to what we were offering. Yep. Um, but still making it, trying to trying to be as affordable as possible. We've only had three price rises since we started. Um, and so... Um, do you on <clears throat> do you put that on... No. Nah. No. Nah. Only people who sign new, up after. Great. Yeah, yeah. Like so, that. so there's people who have had memberships since 2014 mm-hmm. still paying... Same thing. 895 or something like that. Like cheap. Yeah. Super cheap. That's good though. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, be an easy cash grab, wouldn't it? Just to go and God, just, just bump up, everyone's up, memberships up. But nah, it's um, nah, it's always been a price rise effective of a certain date, and anyone it's only affects people who sign up after. Yeah, cool. So this year's sale is going to four hundred. So it's mm-hmm. been three fifty, as I said, for the last six years. I think. I think it's literally twenty fourteen. It was three ninety nine, and then we had enough turnover to think. Well, fuck. How can we make it a good price? A really good price, three fifty. And only this year it's gone to four hundred. Four hundred is still very. It's still very cheap. Exactly right, but far out. It's just everyone knows what's going on. The price Mm. of cost, the cost of living, and expenses are just cracking up. And as much as we love to just give it away for free, you can't. (laughs) You can't, can you? So um, yeah, so. Um, the biggest thing is um, I believe is that people would come and say you get it all the time anyone who owns a gym you should buy this piece of equipment you know can you get one of these you know, it's like if I, if you bought everything that everyone wanted you'd just you know, you'd have a squealing machines wouldn't you and, mm. and you'd be fucking broke yep. um, but stuff that was like needed stuff that was needed to make it a better place uh, I would just say to people, as soon as I have the money, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we ran we ran the business at a loss, f- like literally up until last year. Just reinvest everything, reinvest everything back in. You've got a lot, like it's a lot of equipment. Like it's a pretty. It's obviously for people that haven't been there. Like it's a how many square meters is it now? It's fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred square meters. Like it's a lot to deck out. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we own everything outright. Awesome. Yeah. So we, but we, my wife would be listening to this, and she'll know exactly what it's, we ran at, like week to week, for a long time, like stressful financially. Yeah. Just because, as I said, like we would just reinvest, and we would be, I'd be like, babe, we need to fucking, we need to buy one of these. And God. she's like, we don't have it. And yeah. I'm like, 
well, we're doing it anyway. Because you know, <laughs> like, we, we developed a really good relationship with Life and Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we're at a point now where I spoke to him the other day, actually, just to, to potentially look at doing a bit of a list for the North Gym. Doing some new stuff up? Yeah, just, just they're six months away at the moment. Yep. Like, normally it's about a 16-week turnaround to get order from order to, to receiving. Um, and Jennifer, the chick that we deal with, like the, the finance chick there. So there's six months. Like, if you wanted something by the end of this year, you put an order in now. Uh-huh. So, um, and basically, you know, we've got um, terms with those guys. So we're at a point now where I could order 10 machines, which would be upwards of 70 or 80 or 90 grand. Mm-hmm. And we just don't have to pay a deposit or anything. They'll just order it and just know that, yeah. yeah, and then hook it up, and then we'll have sixty days to to pay it, sort of thing. So, which is dangerous. It's super dangerous. In what world do you mean? Like, well, I mean, so like now I've got an account of Mitre Ten. I walk into Mitre Ten and be like, "Yep, fucking didn't even need it." Yeah, you know. And then yes. all of a sudden, at the end of the month, you get the bill, and you're like, "Oh fuck, that's right." We'll that. <laughs> be like, "What the fuck is this?" So it's kind of the same, like, yep. you know, but it's. Um, it's good like we've worked hard to get to that point so um, as I said we ran at a loss for a long time which really affected us personally because we're trying to buy our first house and you know the banks are ruthless with self-employed as it is anyone who's self-employed would know that people I know people that turn over millions and millions of dollars and they still struggle to get loans Mm -hmm. uh, even now like so um, that made it hard but that struggle, you know, um, is worth it now because obviously we we've yeah. paid paid it all off, and apart from the vehicles, that's it. You know, we yeah. we own it all, so which is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I um, yeah. So I was obviously watched from afar, and I we've we've got a pretty good relationship with you guys, and obviously most gyms around town. So I remember the I, I, <coughs> this, is, this is funny when you were doing. <laughs> What, what year was the extension? Yeah, so 2017. Yeah, 2017 yeah, was yeah. the extension, I reckon. And all the members. Oh fuck! Coming so I remember you it. called me, and I'm like, ooh, because we had a little gym that was oh, 300 yeah, square something meters, like something yep. like that. And um, maybe a touch more, maybe a touch more, but wasn't very big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they had like you had a lot of members. I remember just saying, was it three days? I can't remember how long. Was yeah, it? so essentially, we were scheduled to close for five days yep and for a 24-hour gym doesn't sound doesn't like i mean obviously apart from covid Mm. this runs all the time so like when you're trying to organize and obviously we've always been super thankful to you for letting our members train at iron oak but trying to organize that to go smoothly so Mm. you can reopen on time and you know not affect too many people yeah, it's a big job. Big time. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, obviously we reached out to you just trying to do the right thing by the members and give them the opportunity give to continue to train. training. You know, yep. people who train daily, you know, uh, you know what it's like. It, people just froth it and mm-hmm. the minute you take it away, they can get shitty. So, yeah, so it was ended up only being three days. I was going to say, I reckon it was only three days. It was fucking packed. Was I walked a- in there to do the afternoon sessions like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it. Not a nightclub. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. It was full on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was good though. It was. Uh, it was. Yeah. Obviously. And then I remember. Um, 
and you didn't have to like he gave us a really good price on the was it that the same time or not I can't remember it might have been a couple of years later we bought some stuff for Origin up at Shepparton yes yeah some of the um, would have probably, it probably would have been around the same time yeah it would have been maybe the same time because that that extension was when we really spent big yeah um, we, we did everything brand new both the front and back section the whole lot was brand new how does and you obviously so you obviously leased that from Hammer Strength well we financed it to own it yeah, so how does that work? Um, that? Well, see, that was that was our first real big spend with them, yep. and so we obviously been like, like I said before, you you're 16 weeks away from any equipment with mm-hmm. those guys because it's made to order. It comes out of the states or comes out of Vietnam. They like to say the states, but it sort of just goes flies you, in Vietnam you, after the states to you. You find some you find some stickers on the bottom, and it's made in Vietnam, which is fine. Like I mean, they got it makes good quality, so. Yep. But um, uh, so we'd obviously ordered. We, well, what you have to do is where to go. They they use ANZ for their finances. Yep. So then we had to go ANZ and basically get the money because we didn't have that relationship at the time that I was saying before. You have to go and get approved essentially for the money that it costs for the equipment. Um, they're ruthless with their interest rates on equipment finance and generally it's like four years like it's not you get a four-year term yeah it's like three or four years like they won't throw they won't throw you like a 10-year we couldn't do a business loan we couldn't get a business loan which would be over a longer period of time and a better interest rate yeah we had to do like an equipment finance which is fucking real nasty but as i said i didn't have great credit rating at the time i've been working i've been it's good now I've, i've fixed it since but at that time yeah Essentially, everything was being borrowed through Mel's name. Yep. Because I wouldn't have got fucking anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, you just you, you get that approved, and then you go through and you go through and do your wish list for the whole gym. And so we were doing the whole gym. We we're doing all that pin loaded at the front and all the play loaded at the back. Um, and then. Yeah, once well, I guess that's your first sort of once you nail that down, okay, you know that in four months' time you're going to have five trucks coming from Hammer Strength with their installing crew. So then you go into damage control to start planning the closure, yep. where they're going to train, your flooring, everything, all the stuff that you could do in scissor lifts mm. uh, while the gym's empty when you get it empty. So like we did all new cameras. Same time, we we spent about forty five grand on our CCTV and our audio system at the time. Jesus. Yeah, but obviously you're running cables while there's no machines in the gym. It's just so much easier to run cables and uh, Ethernet stuff, and yeah, it was a big job. Mm. It was a massive job. Definitely. Um, and uh, at the same time, like just like to put it in perspective, um, the day that we were closing. I don't know if I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the day that we were closing, so we'd obviously been planning this for months and months and months. Um, the day that we were closing it, Mel Blomley from um, who works obviously at the playground, she'll remember it clear as day. I got a phone call from my sister to tell me that my mum had died. I do remember this that actually. Night. Yeah, so because mom had, I came in the next day and saw you, and you were just like yeah. laser focused. Yeah. I remember shaking your hand to to condolences but yep. it was just like mm. obviously just wanted to hectic yeah. just get it done like yeah. 
my sister rang me and said, like, Mum died last night. It's going back, like, just years of drug abuse and stuff. But she'd been good for quite a while. But um, she's only 40, 44, uh, 45. Fuck. Yeah, young. And um, obviously it was devastating news. And then she said, like, you know, can you get up here to... She's in Sydney. Like, can you come up? I'm like, fuck, I've just been playing this closure for six months. So I had to ring my uncle who is essentially like my brother and um, he drove to Sydney from, from the coast where they live in New South and took the reins with my sister while I stayed back and did the shutdown for three days and just went fucking ham. Um, and we, you know, had a heap of mates pull together and, yeah, we nailed it in three days and, and reopened on the Sunday and then I flew to Sydney and um, went to my mum's funeral on the Monday. Jeez. It yeah. definitely was the same time. At least you were on the forklift taking the equipment out, I remember. Yeah. 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 Yes, I reckon, yeah. yeah. There was... We stored some stuff. You guys grabbed some stuff. There was some stuff out in the car park, maybe. I reckon that's where it was. It was all in the car park, yeah. I reckon. I reckon the whole car park. was probably... As I said, there's probably photos that... I've actually, no, I've on. got fucking videos. Actually, no, it was stored in the back shed. Yeah. Some of it was stored in that. What's the one at, right out the back? Yeah, that's Ray's, the landlord's. Right. There was yeah, stuff there. Yeah, there was a fair bit of stuff stored there. Was there was shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then remember I bring that stupid... <coughs> remember I bring that fucking truck down and the things wouldn't fit in. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go up the top. We yeah. go on the Shepherd and we had to like lay them down. Stupid. Yeah. And you guys, you had the commie. The commie was loaded up with the trailer and... Yeah. yeah. Too heavy. Way too heavy a load on that. I remember that pretty well. Um... Yeah, right. Yeah, so give me, give me your, your typical day then at the moment for you. What's what's it sort of look like? Yeah, yeah. So obviously married, three kids now, um, five, three and a half. You know, the young boys nearly four in September. And then little Penelope, she's, uh, she'll be 11 months in about a week. Um, the typical day is I generally get up about 5.30 most days just to try and get... Although my kids are all early risers, so without a doubt, at least one of my kids is normally up at five thirty as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll generally, you know, grab a coffee and try to have a bit of a just. Uh, I like tracking the Today Show on in the morning just to chill for a little bit, and then as I as I said to you prior to we starting, uh, I've got a whiteboard in front of my laptop in our office, and it's just riddled with shit. Like any time I have an idea, great great suggestion for anyone that gets ideas all the time. I, I'm a whiteboard person. If I've got like a pen and paper or phone, I can't stand it. Can't do it. Just spending too much time on my phone as it is. Yeah, on notes. That's why I'm bad with notes. Bad. Yeah. So um, whiteboard it, and then uh, yeah, I mean, as I think you know, like self-taught in Illustrator, so I do all my own design, all my own like Facebook banners and all that sort of jazz. I just do it myself. So. Fair, like a, I can so I could spend as much time as I wanted on the computer, to be honest, as you would probably understand too. Mm. In the current day and age, you could, I think, I, f- I honestly feel like the busier I am on the phone and the computer, the busier work is. Yep. You know, but I definitely try to limit, not limit, but I just try not to get, spend too much time on it. So, typical day would just be, you know, I, I, I would jump on the computer in the morning log into the uh, club fit and just make like see what's happened overnight if there's any online sign ups and that sort of thing if there's any welcome texts that I've got to send out and activations I've got to do um, 
typically there'll be, you know, a um, message from one of the PTs who've been in since five o'clock in the morning that, you know, to let us know that there's, you know, the music's off or yep. one of the staff have forgotten yeah. to push, you know, repeat on the playlists or whatever it might be. Um, so I'll, you know, might be logging in remotely and, and fixing something or, um, or, or um, just trying to, you know, make sure that everything's running smooth. Um, and then as a father, yeah, I'll try and spend a bit of time in the morning with the kids, uh, get breakfast and that sorted. Um, two of them are going to daycare three days a week, so, yep. you know, it's trying to have kids ready by eight o'clock. Anyone that has kids, you know, especially ones that dress themselves. <laughs> what, better or worse? Nah, it's hectic. It's got to be nah, better. It's hectic. Nah. It's got, oh, look, dress themselves. No, 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 no. Yeah, oh, it's definitely better. I should say, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got one. So I've had two transition to now, you know, going to the toilet, mm-hmm. no nappies. Then we went back and had a third one. Yep. So we're back in the nappies and stuff at the moment. So the cot stage is fucked, I reckon. Yeah. Like climb when they start climbing out, <laughs> and then getting out of bed, and it's like get the fuck back into bed. What's going on here? Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. When I say better, like, you know, like. As I said, I, I was running late for this meeting today. You know, it's just hectic. Um, swimming day, for example. Like anyone that takes their kids to swimming lessons, it just seems to be crazy. Like trying to get them ready for swimming. We do morning sessions, so probably don't do ourselves any favours, but I can't imagine it being any, any easier in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just I try to make sure that I spend time in the morning with the kids um, at one point, I was training in the mornings and trying to spend time with them in the afternoons. But um, you know, the gyms are just busy in the afternoons. There's always shit happening. We've got two gyms, you know, mm-hmm. two twenty-four hour gyms, um, and there's just always machines broken or breaking. And we really try to make sure that stuff isn't busted for any longer than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, just just the typical running of the businesses keeps us on our toes all the time. So. Um, staff calling sick, got to cover a shift, or or you know try and nut out how that's going to look at the drop of a hat sort of thing, because we're staffed we're staffed for a lot of hours. We're yeah. we're staffed um, nine till seven at Delacombe, straight all the way through Fuck. nine till seven, um, nine till three on sun, on Sunday, and nine till one su- uh, Sunday. Yep, nine till three Saturday, and the other gyms just gone into winter hours so it was nine till seven as well over the summer and it goes back to ten till six so we're still staffed all the way through for eight hours so it's a lot of hours like mm. you know and and we we've got a cool crew like just a small crew of um six of us you know so Bomb everyone yeah everyone yeah, yeah exactly right yeah so everyone means something like someone calls in sick you know you, you've only got a few that can potentially cover and Everyone's living life. Everyone's living their best life, aren't they? So it's just, uh, it can just be, you know, the typical madness of running a, a business, twenty-four hour business. Yeah, well, I was going to say it's always like I always say this: is you never like as a business owner, you're never off. Mm, like no. you're always, it's no weekends. Like there's always text messages or there's something going on. Always yeah. something. Yeah, and I mean, you choose. That is a hundred percent true. But I know people out there that would just choose to ignore it. Fuck, you can't, like, nah, you, you can't, can't fucking nah. do that. I know. No. It's, it's just the way that, like, we would just, it's always been from day one about not talking shit, not taking the piss, and making sure that, you know, everyone's having the best experience they possibly can. 
you know so you're right like if people message on the weekends like until I see if I haven't seen it yeah it's different you know if I do put the phone down on the weekend for a couple of hours yeah I haven't seen it but I'll get back to someone straight away you know um, it's just that's just good business in my opinion you know good good service we're in a customer service industry where it's busy man there's a lot of gyms in Ballarat isn't there it's I'd hectic, love to count you know? that that's, that's where I was going with the next question what do you oh, yeah. think about um, so you see like the obviously the wave of <coughs> the, the I suppose it started with the, the franchises then you see locally owned yep um, and then you see the group fitness style stuff. Massive, massive rush, isn't which it? Which is, yeah, yeah, the F45s and the body fits and whatnot. Where, do you think there's going to be, do you think it just keeps going like this? Mm. There's going to be the next thing or do you think it just reverts back or do you think no, that... No. That's a good question, I suppose. I, I, I don't know if it can be, I don't know if it can continue on. It seems like it's happening faster than the growth of Ballarat. Like it's, Ballarat's flying, mm. you know. I love the place. I think it's an amazing place. Obviously, the weather is shitty in the winter, but, you know, opportunity here is, I'm a great example of being able to build something from nothing, and that still exists today. Um, The growth of our industry in particular, to speak about, I think, I don't know. I mean, look at at CrossFit. CrossFit's a good example, man. Like, look back when I was at AWA, there was like 10 or 15 boxes in Ballarat. Wasn't there that yep. many? Yeah. There was a, like, if you want to take like Bunyong yep. into account and that, yeah, there would have been at least 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Perfect used to be predominantly a CrossFit box before it, Julian sold it to Anthony and that. Yep. Um, the guys were here at Norwich Plaza where... Uh, Greg. Yeah, yeah Greg, Greg and Liv. Yeah, yeah, Greg and Liv. Like... Yeah, there, there was. There was a heap. And it was, a, like, obviously CrossFit was a massive fad at the time. Like, the games were just... Booming, yeah. Booming, you know, and... Great documentaries, by the way, if you have... If yeah, seen them. yeah, I have I have seen a Rich Froning one over, like, back yep. in the day when he was killing it. and But, I mean, look at it now. It's definitely dropped off, mm. you know. The group fitness side of things... I think that's a better model. Like I really enjoy group fitness. I really enjoy running classes, um, and I enjoy being in it. Like I've actually done even my own training this last like since our, since we finished the studio. Yep. I've predominantly done more, well, easily done more um, of my own classes up there than I have just what we've been doing for you know bro split stuff for mm-hmm. for the last few months. And yeah, it's been really good because. You just you just feed off everyone's energy. You feed off each other. A bit more intense. You do sweat. Yeah, you, you know when you when you're burning, when you're really gassing, and you're thinking, "Fuck this!" I'm just going to pull up for this. a second. Yeah. You're ten seconds to go, and you look over, and old mate's still going. It's like, oh fucking hell! If he's going to do it, I might as well do it too. You know, and yeah. you and and that last ten seconds, done twenty times in that workout, over five workouts in a week or, or three workouts in a week that, that adds up mm-hmm. that little bit of extra effort so um, yeah like to go back to the question I'd be interested to see like as you, as you mentioned at the start of the start that um, Derrimits had just opened Club Lime's just opened down here like in the in the precinct of Rebel Sport there mm, you know there's like freaking three three group fitness big group fitness businesses yep. within 
fucking 150 metres of each other. Yep. Um, how's it go? I'm interested to see. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm very interested to see. Um, there's no doubt that they run. It's expensive for what for what it it's expensive as in group fitness yeah like yep. but the weekly fee is expensive but I mean if you were doing five or six classes a week then it's not too bad yeah but it works out it does absolutely and there's no doubt they run a good thing because people are going you know do you think that um, for a, like a gym to be successful do you think what do you think it more comes down to do you think it's the facility itself that needs to speak for itself or do you think that it's more so the the atmosphere or do you think that it's so, like, for example, with a, a derriment, do you think that it's enough for a facility to have everything mm, mm. To, to get everybody in? Or do you think that it's... Well, I don't know about derriments. I reckon he's, I reckon he old mate's cleaning up a bit of money because, yeah, like, going back to the lockdowns, <clears throat> they did big renos. Mm. I know that they were, like, foreclosed on a few of their buildings. They weren't paying their rent and stuff. And I don't know. It's it, it's, That's a unique, like, derriments itself. Yep. But... I definitely think that experience and atmosphere trumps. Like if someone comes, like like people like us who know the equipment brands and we know what we're looking at and all that sort of jazz, but like we're a super small minority. Yeah. Like we're like fucking nothing in, in the grand scheme of people who could be coming to join the gym. So I definitely, I definitely think it's far more important for people to be, you know, like with our crew, like, you walk into the gym and hundred percent every single time our crew will be like, "How you going?" Like greeting. Yep. How you going? If they want to pull up for a chat, you'll learn their name. Remember their name next time. It just goes such a long way that that experience, and you haven't even walked in the door yet, or you've just got it to the door. I don't think. Um, I don't think ninety five or ninety percent of your member base or my member, my, my member base would give two shits about what brand it is. It's probably not so much the brand, but if you look at, so when we had the smaller gym, I know, mm. and I looked at that and I said to myself, would I would I pay to train here in comparison to yeah. a lot of the other places? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it definitely pays, obviously. It's, it's definitely important. I shouldn't say, it's definitely important that it is a good facility, for sure. Like, you couldn't have there's got to be a balance couldn't have crap and just because you're a good bloke they're going to come and pay your fees yeah exactly you know what I mean but it it it, I definitely think that it's as important you know um, kind of like like if you were a trainer and you were the most knowledgeable experienced person in the world but you were just a wanker Mm -hmm. you're just not going to get people coming in you're just not going to make any money and 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 so the same sort of deal, like you have a great facility with all the bells and whistles, but if the atmosphere is crap and the staff are just rude and don't give a fuck about anything, people might come, but not gonna stay for they're not going to come back, you yeah. know, especially when there is facilities that are in comparison, you know, where that, that they do have that in place. So it's important. I think it's all important, but... I definitely think that um, you could have a, a a decent facility that, that ticks most of the boxes, and yep. people will people will be happy to support somewhere they enjoy going to, in sacrifice for a machine they might not, yeah, that they might want but don't have. 
you know, I think that that would be the case. I don't think that they would leave the place they love just because a place has one machine. One car phrase machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking carbs. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> uh, how do you deal, this is one I've been recent, well, not recent, well, I suppose over the last few months, deal with wankers in the facility. Mm. I, I, I don't, I think I'm getting a lot better at it, but like, how do you deal with like in your scenario what do you like if you yeah I, I, it's like people leaving letting mates in or that sort of shit yes yes which to, to anyone listening it happens so much more than oh, people even realise I'm like, so harsh on it now yeah, 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 I say yeah. to people I tell them when they sign up now I go look the, the main thing to me is like this is the only thing that you can really get under my skin with if you bring somebody in this is your warning mm. we'll just cancel your membership yeah. because it like without shooting us an inbox or something and saying, hey, listen. Yeah, exactly. If you let us, just let us know. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. more often than not, like, the first session's very cool. Like, we can work, you know, exactly. casual, easy. Yeah, yeah. No, we, yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, I've booted, I've booted a number of people out over the years, um, given a thousand warnings, a million warnings. Yep. Um, it, it's funny, like, I don't know about you, but we've really attracted quite a, a young demographic in the last couple of years Get a heap of people coming from school I've sent I've sent a few your way because we can't quite I think we're 16 plus and yep. there's been a few between 14 and 15 or yes something. Yeah. yeah but even like because we're like where Delacombe's located North's actually just as, as good to be honest but Delacombe's got the um, Greyhound track car park there and that's a bus okay. it's a big bus exchange like if you go down there at 3 30 in the afternoon it's fucking 50,000 buses and there's a million kids just dispersing into the community yep. heap of them just walk down to the gym so we got like 3 4 o'clock we'll have 40 school bags up in the front of the gym and there'll be a heap of kids which is awesome I love seeing the kids getting in there I wasn't going to the gym when I was 16 no oh mate um, no, no I, I, was, I was probably running actually yeah I was running a bit of a muck but we're in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in New South Wales so um and um, so look yeah we catch I mean we've got to catch them so it happens it happens a bit and then we rely on our members almost to, to shoot me a message and say hey listen fucking have a look at the cameras at 9.30 last night mm. some kid walks in and four blokes walking with him and I'll ping him and I'll basically shoot him a message out of the system so it's in writing I yep. like to do everything by writing so there's at least something yep, yep. a transcript or or way to look back on it and um, I'll give them one more so basically I said look um, last night let these people in were they members of RRR this is your only warning these people need to come in and fix up their casual otherwise your membership's yep. done you know and generally I'll shoot that text and then I'll ring them yep. because you know I'm pretty lenient when it comes to and, you know, you're a cool 15-year-old kid letting your mate into the gym and, you know, mum and dad obviously haven't fucking taught you the respect or the understanding or you just haven't learnt that yet. I'm not yeah. blaming mum and dad. but So I'll ring them and say, listen, dude, this is fucking stealing. Mm. You steal- yeah, that's you know, the line. This is I stealing. Like that line. And I said, uh, normally I'll say, um, what do you think of the gym? Do you love it? Oh, yeah, I fucking love it. I said, well, guess what? None of this stuff come for free. Yeah. Like, you're paying... And your three mates aren't. Yep. Like, really, they're taking the piss out of you because, like, you're paying for them. Yep. You know? And now you're going to lose your membership. 
and you know nine times out of ten super apologetic and yeah, and and it's a little lesson you know and I, I quite enjoy sort of trying to I don't I don't come like I don't come in red hot I'll normally come in because there's always the same scenario it's always generally some young bloke you know and thinks he's cool letting his mates in the gym and and so but they quickly learn that it's it's you know stealing and it's um yeah that it's not going to be um tolerated but leaves like, a bad taste in my mouth i um I come in pretty hot i bird i booted a bloke out four weeks ago yeah. five weeks ago um yeah, he got caught taking a photo of a, a girl in the in the gym. Oh no! Which happens. I mean, that happens. That's fucking it does. weird. It does. I know it is. I know it's very disappointing. And I've just been straight up. Like uh, the girl, actually, I know. I've been friends with for quite a long time. They're quite good friends with us. Her and her partner. And um, yeah, this this bloke um, literally blatantly had his phone out, like in front of her, like facing her. And she looked up, and he didn't realise his flash was on. Anyway. So she's gone and, and let um, the crew know, and the crew ran me straight away, and I was able to get straight on the cameras. We've got 19 cameras in our place. Like, you can't fucking hide unless you're in the toilets. Yeah. Like, so I was going <laughs> to... Can't put cameras in there, unfortunately. <laughs> it's frowned upon. Um, and so, yeah, so anyway, um, the, the footage was damning. Like, it was clear. So I went in and saw the footage... And yeah, and then I did the same system, so I sent him a message, so it's in writing. And then uh, I caught up with him that night and said, catch you later. You know, like- You went and see him in person? Oh, he actually came to the gym. Really? And I was there. So this fellow was from another country. Yeah. Didn't speak great English. He, was, he lives here now, yeah. but like originally from another country. And so, uh, yeah, kicked him out and then, his wife proceeded to actually, because I'd, I'd sent a message um, via our system, which comes from a random generated number. Yep. Or just like a random phone number, like a non-reply non yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, um, And then, yeah, his wife rang, contacted the gym, trying to defend him, saying it couldn't be true. I wanted me to call her, so I rang her. And, um, yeah, she flat out was like, defending him and wanted me to send the footage off to her and I said well I mean it's my footage but and you won't want to see it yeah I was going to say you want to come and have a look anyway, so no no I sent it to her oh shit yeah, yeah anyway so obviously he's no longer a, a member here and I mean that scenario in this day and age with Snapchat and all that sort of bullshit I mean it's definitely not well like, it's not allowed not welcome anywhere but it would it would happen yeah time to time um but i mean back to your first question like dealing with dickheads yeah we've i've i've, I've like told people to leave the gym who just don't fit the culture mm -hmm. people who just intimidate others or you know you they're, might, they're a hard conversation to have yeah like. it is a hard conversation to have but i'll tell you like i, I can always go back on my footage yeah because i got cameras everywhere I might have I might have like three members who have nothing to do with each other. They don't know each other from a bar of soap. All complain about the same person. Yeah. Clearly, that's a problem. Clearly, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. You know. And then so you know, it, it, if if this person was following someone around or making them feel uncomfortable, and so then I could go on the cameras and have a look. And it's clear. Yeah. Like I wouldn't kick him out if I didn't have good evidence. Yeah. But 
doing that stuff creates the, the, the environment, environment. Definitely, it creates that safe, welcoming environment. When a member, when members, you know, complain about something, and and we act on that. My nerve just jumped in. I don't know if that. Um, and you act on that. It, it's it's respected because that's you know, safe. I you've guess you've got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like you, otherwise, otherwise you run the risk of of having multiple people leave because they don't feel comfortable anymore just for one person. Yep. You know. And so that's something we've always done from day one. And it is a it is an awkward conversation to have, and no one likes confrontation. But it's just it's this is your business this, mm. you've got to do it it's unfortunate but you just got to fucking yeah. tackle it head on and generally that's how I do it like you just I always just say like I always I always just think to myself before I do any of those sort of conversations I just say I've worked too fucking hard yeah, yeah. to have something like undo it yeah someone un- undo it yeah. exactly right or undo your reputation like it's just excuse me you know place like Ballarat um Word of mouth is most powerful. You know, everyone just trusts their friends' opinions and that sort of thing. So it's impossible to please everybody and it's impossible to, you know, avoid people being upset about something, especially in a place where you've got a lot of people, it runs 24 hours, you can't see it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so trying to avoid um any negative feedback as much as possible and making sure that you are in control but it does it does um it does happen you know and so the idea is is obviously to make sure that you act on those things so that uh so that the you're minimalizing people's negative experiences mm-hmm. mm. so what is what's the the end goal for you and Mel, I suppose, with the gyms and that. Do you have an end goal to say, like, do you want to build into other towns or you just, do you want to do another one in town? Like, what's your... Nah. We don't really have one. Not really. I mean, we, we, we'd we sort of been, not approached, but like a few people have said, oh, why don't you look at franchising and that sort of thing. But so we, we believe it's the way it is because it's us doing it. It's us, you know, that, that are there every day. We are there every day. And, you know, you'll if you follow us on social media... Predominantly is me, you know, putting like 99% of the content is myself putting it up and, you know, someone says, because we do all our own, everything ourselves. We don't have media agencies doing any of our social media or anything like that. As I said, I do my own design. So it's a lot of work. Like it's becomes extremely busy very quickly and we've got six social media accounts right now. Like. It's fucking hectic. And six? I, What's the six? Well, oh, I mean, I've got three instances. The group fitness has just started. So yep. North, Delacombe, and, and, and group fitness. Group fitness, yep. And then the same and, on Facebook. I mean, I shouldn't whinge about that because now it's set up that you can sort of share from Insta to Facebook. Facebook. So that makes it very easy. But let's say we've got three main accounts. Yep. Um, and I do all the content for it. And as I said before, like, it just seems like the more you do, the more interaction you get, the more people are keen, you know. More so, eyes, yeah. but um, the end goal, mate. Honestly, like for us, as I said before, we ran at a loss for a long time, and so it's in business. Obviously, you you can have a good business, but it doesn't mean personally you're actually well off at all, you know. And so, we don't have a house at the moment. We've we want to try and build a bit of a, a personal um, 
portfolio or something. Yeah, yep. exactly right. Just try and get like build another house and get a and we've got a block of land, um, but like build a house on that and and then get living out there instead of paying rent at the moment. But um, so that's sort of like one of our big motivators right now is just getting ourselves better off personally. Yep. Um, we own the gym, we own the assets and all that sort of jazz, but I mean, it's only as much as, it's only worth as much as what someone would pay, mm-hmm. ultimately. Yeah. So... Would um, you um, try, have you bought the, you haven't bought the shed or would you try and buy the shed? No, I think, no, not yet. Um, we've spoken before with Ray and Helen, but God love them. I mean, if you had amazing tenants, what would yeah, you sell? What would, you sell? What would yeah. you sell? Like, you know, and they've done really well for themselves. They, they bought all that land on, on in Whitelaw there. 30 years ago and yeah. and then worked their asses off. So uh, they're in no rush, I don't think, to sort of do anything. But um, I think what we are looking to try and do at the moment is, you know, everyone I speak to that's done well with business, you know, generally has um, uh, a, like bricks and mortar tied up in their super. Yeah. And they'll be leasing it back to themselves and yeah. claiming the tax and fucking killing it. And I'm thinking, let's try and do that. So... That's probably one of our goals at the moment is, is to potentially do a shed maybe later on down the track. Um, As in move the gym? No, nah, look, I think I had an I had a bit of an idea to do some recovery and performance stuff. So I like, did that? Do you reckon? I don't know if it'd be cost effective. Mm, so I mean, I think that the this would be like on a on a high level scale. Hmm. So, but I mean, like you're talking like ice baths and yeah, cryo, yeah. Yeah, hyperbaric. Yeah, like it's expensive. I don't know if you've ever mm. looked into it, man. But yeah, it's, like the spas and putting that. I've looked at a couple of facilities in Melbourne. It's fucking. It's a big outlay. Mm. Like a cryo. There's a. There's only one full body cryo in Australia that's TGA approved, and it's a full chamber, so it's not head out sort of thing. Yeah, and they start at 150 grand. Yeah, like just to get the machine, um, which is a fucking lot of money. Mm. You know, for one. One, 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 one thing, yeah. you know, and then, um, but I mean, look, we had all these ideas, but right now, the goal right now, like the long term right now would be, I want to get north running better. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened at the end, we built it during the second lockdown, mm-hmm. opened at the end of the second lockdown in November, and then obviously we had another three month lockdown in 2021. You noticed and I skipped COVID. I didn't want to talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so it's had a it's had a fairly rough run since opening because I mean, as I said, the closure we were limited to 20, 20 people, twenty per venue, so it was like bookings only. Did that, yeah. Um. So and I mean, we built that we built that gym over there in the mentality that that Mount Rowan growth precinct. There'll be a lot of houses happening over there in the next four or five years. Um, but I feel like you know I feel like Delacombe is eight years of growth and there's a cafe, a barber shop. Mm-hmm. It's just busier, you know. So whereas North is 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 quieter. It's still quite a new place. It's only a year and a half old, and so I'm just trying to drum up ideas, you know, as to how you can, without spending fucking half a million dollars, yeah, how you can create a bit more foot traffic through there and 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 get it more well known without again you know going on crazy marketing campaigns and all that sort of thing so um long-term goal i honestly don't just 
still be there. Yeah, still be there. I mean, we've been there for eight years now, which is astonishing. But I feel like for us, like we are early days. I love to think that there's, you know, what's the show on at the moment? There's um, uh, Celebrity Apprentice mm. and um, Janine Boost. Yeah, from Boost, Janine. Yeah. I can't remember her last name. Jean, like, not Wallace, Jean. Um, Alice. Alice, there Alice, you go. Alice, yeah. yeah. And um, I said to him, I'm like, fucking look her up. Because I, I started from nothing. I was started from a garage sort of thing, you know. And she's like 59. She looks like she's about 45. Yep. Because, you know, you look at someone and think, fuck, she's, she's in like 16 countries. Not that I would ever be, I, I would never want to be that big. We, we spoke about the, the, the franchising thing. Not interested, mate. If, if Mill and I can build a, uh, a good business and have, you know, we've got, we've got a 10 acre block out the yep. road. If we can live out in the farm, mate, and the kids have got everything they ever need, and we can have, you know, maybe a few of the lo- like, like life's luxuries yep. and be part of the community. And what else do you really need. want? You know, we yep. don't need Ferraris or any crap like that. So, um, so yeah, Janine, the Janine thing, she didn't start Boost until she was 30. Seven, yeah. So like, you know, I'm 33. You're fucking not even. Were you 30 or not 28. quite? Yeah, 28. You yeah. know, like far out. If you think about it, there's just so much life so much ahead. Time. There's so yeah. much life ahead, and I mean, doesn't mean sit around and fucking wait for it to happen. But I just love to think that um, I'm sure that we'll do something. As I said, like the recovery thing, I I really think that there is. It's got to be done properly. Mm. And so I suppose with the years of experience that we've got now in setting facilities up and being better with money management and that sort of thing, that there is something there for it. But it's we, we wouldn't do anything in, until we get our house and stuff sorted. As I said, the priority now for us is north, getting it running a bit better, just continuing improving Delacombe as we do and um, getting our personal assets up to scratch because it's you know we don't have a house or anything at the moment so and everything's owned by the business you know I'm so the same boat at the moment I think yeah yeah exact same thing so um, yeah I don't know it's just we just roll with we honestly just roll with the punches on a daily basis when you've got you know the kids and you're juggling work and trying to still have your social life and trying not to be you try not to be too ingrained in business in the business but fuck I'm just every day it's just full on every day it's hard to explain to people like you said before what's a day what does a day look like Change it's time. literally different every day yeah. like literally like you could be just You're ready prob- to go problem solver yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly like you think right tomorrow I'm gonna do this and then like, like you wake up and there's a message on your phone that just completely flips everything on its fucking head and you're like Righto, um, let's just make it happen, whatever it is. So, problem solver is exactly is, is, is that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, awesome. Let's move on to these questions um, <coughs> that I, that I ask everybody, uh, so that you can do these sort of rapid fire or sort of whatever you want to do. Yep. What's something uh, people be surprised to know about you? Um. What is something that people would be surprised to know about me? Mm. 
I don't know, maybe the maybe from New South Wales. Like everyone seems to think that I lived here my whole life. So, yep. um, be surprised. People that know me, you know, maybe the oh, maybe the people who don't know me that love having a beer, love to, you know, I'll get on the darts when I have a beer. You know, <laughs> that's something. That's something a lot of people sort of go. You know, I'm a shocker for it. Like, I've done it since I was a kid, but, you know, we were walking the streets as kids, you yeah. know, at 13 or 14, drinking just rum throwdowns, and we'd just be on the bloody darts. <laughs> yeah. Done it forever. Minute I have a beer, keen on having a dart. Yeah. And you see people, like, if I'm out in the town or whatever, you'll be in the smoking area, and they'll be, like, staring at you like, what the fuck oh, are you doing, mate? mate? Like, you know, it's like, listen, mate, listen, give me a break. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> like everybody else, you know. I just like to enjoy myself so yeah and i promote that to people not that i promote smoking yeah but balance mm-hmm. like it's super important that you know you've done comps as in like bodybuilding comps obviously like anyone that's done one and and done it properly knows that it's like not balanced not balanced <laughs> yeah. like it's crazy and so um you know, I'll come out of those. I took a lot out of that stuff those couple of years of doing the, the comps. Balance is key because if, like, if you're doing a diet that just restricts you of your sugar, like, how many people come up and say, like, I'm cut sugar out? And you know damn well that, like, that is not going to last. Yeah, I'm like, like how, how long can you do that for? Yeah. You're not going to need, like, cut sugar out for the rest of your fucking life. Like, mm. unless you're, like, full blown diabetic and it was going to kill you, yep. maybe. And even still, like, people find a way to make it work. So, Finding a balance is key. And like for me, as I said, I enjoy having a beer. I enjoy that side of things. And I've, I've done it before. I've cut it out. And really, like, you start to, like, full do a flip and and really hate your, your current situation. And then that's when people lapse and go fucking, like, full noise the other way. Yep. You know, people who lose weight rapidly and lose it with a diet that's just not sustainable yeah, and, they go to shit. and then yep. like five weeks later you see them and they've just completely fucking fallen off the cliff and gone worse yep and it's like far out so i'll promote balance like yeah that. uh what are your weaknesses um my weaknesses uh or, in, or insecurities if you want to say yeah. that yeah i don't know i mean Insecurities, probably like, I don't know, do we, I suppose like body image, I suppose, is something that, you know, I think that that's what a lot of people, mm-hmm. probably fucking 99% of people, deep down, they all want to look, everyone wants to look good sort of thing. So uh, even for me, like I've been doing this for a long time and coming out of comps and that sort of thing, you you know you might have a spell like you know for sure like we own gyms but it doesn't mean that we're like on point all the time and fucking training all the time i would train whenever i can basically because it's just hectic so um that could be like a weakness kids my kids are are weaknesses just they uh if you know if the scenario was like mm, it's hard to explain but i mean i would consider them as a weakness because they would just They've got me around their my finger, their fingers, mate. So yep. they can they control everything, you yep. know. So um, that's not a weakness. But, uh, no, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I don't know. I'd 
I wouldn't feel like I have any major weaknesses, to be honest. Yep. Um, nothing that I can sort of... Pinpoint? Yeah. Um, life has made me... I feel like I'm pretty strong and, and resilient. So, um, especially with a few major deaths, unexpected deaths and stuff like that, um, coming from a background of, you know, um, pretty rough mm. upbringing as a, as a young kid, especially... Fuck. I, think, I think it goes one or two ways of that. Mm, it either, does. Yeah, you yeah. either go right off the rails yeah. or you become super strong. Yeah, and it could have been, it definitely could have been for me, like Mel would have been definitely a, a, like, the main reason I've probably gone the, the path that I have. Yeah. Um, there's no, like, I've been into drugs in the past and and, and could have really, um, not like into them, like I've always worked hard. My grandfather taught me a super hard work ethic, like yeah. I said, my grandparents raised me he was like my biggest 100% my biggest role model as well as my uncle he was his my mum's brother and so but yeah could have definitely gone two ways mm-hmm. um but fuck life could like throw anything at me all the time just doesn't come close to some of the shit that I've dealt with so that's you just take like I don't know weakness I don't know if it's a I don't know if there's any weaknesses that would that would crush you yeah exactly Yep. Yep. Um, is there anything that someone said to you in your life that's just never left you? A statement or treat people the way you want to be treated. Someone said that to you? Yeah, or? my grandfather. Yeah. So my grandfather was like you always just treat like you just it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. It doesn't matter like what you do, what you own, what you run. You're not better than anybody else and just treat people the way you would want to be treated. That's like like my crew, our our staff would I'm sure they would back us up. Like we're super transparent with our crew. We just we'll just tell them what's going on mm-hmm. with the business. If we're struggling, if it's if we're tight on money, if we're doing good, like we just like everyone being in the loop. And so, um, and so um, we just treat our crew. We treat our members. I just treat everyone as how I would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. It, it goes such a long way. Um, and another one was that it always come from him as well was always try to look at any situation from all perspectives yeah that's a really good one because it's so easy in an emotional moment where you could be fucking pissed off or sad or you've just lost your job or whatever i don't know but just trying to always look at things from a different perspective put the shoe on the other foot is probably Mm -hmm. the same way to say that let the kid lets his mate in the gym yep like okay i'm probably a little bit more lenient than you are because i'm imagining i'm that 15 year old kid who's having his moment of i'm fucking cool Mm -hmm. i'm letting me mate in the gym all right i'll give you one chance because i've been there yep i've done that you know it's fucking stupid it's actually not cool at all and I'm going to teach you the quick little lesson here that, you know, this is stealing. And, you know, like, so just just always trying to always assess every situation from all angles. I think I've been doing that recently with my relationship. Like with Taylor, when I think about certain things that I'll do or say or whatever it is, and I just think, fuck, okay, how would I react if... If it was you. Yeah, that's what I've been doing a lot with in the relationship side of things. Yep. Um, it's a hard thing to do. It's, like, v- it's very hard. Like when you really, 
heated. Yeah, heated, heated or, or if you're, yeah, exactly right. It's like it's like a good example. Like, and and I try to do this all the time. Uh, to be honest, it was happening to me on the way to this interview. Yeah, because I was running late. I text you, I'm like, fuck, I've got, and I'm literally going to be going from here straight back to the gym to continue on fixing the Wi-Fi that <laughs> I got halfway through coming yep. here. Um, hopefully, there's music at the gym right now. <laughs> um, Louis Boom going. So, um, you know, in the car, yeah, Sturd Street right now is a fucking nightmare with roadworks. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. And I'm running late for this interview and it's red light and it's down to one lane and some retard in front of you is just like hogging up huh? and you're like right I'm a shock, shocking road rage oh yeah <laughs> not like hanging out the window pull over let's punch on yeah but like fucking go yeah for fuck's sake light's green mate you know and it just doesn't like I get wound up and I'm like in the car and it just does nothing like, what does it achieve? Like, he's just screaming, and it's like, and then I just look at, and I think, imagine if, like, my go, if my dash cam was turned around and was filming me, and I yep. watched it back. It'd look like a dickhead. Yeah. Like, what does it achieve? So, trying to. And wasn't an old lady in the car in front of you, and you put her yourself in her perspective? So did you, bad. Ballarat's like, elderly population, please. Yeah. Get off the road. <laughs> uh, try, to, try to just, you know, when you get wound up, try to just take a breather for a second and understand that getting shitty over something that is out of your control really does nothing mm -hmm. cool I like it do you have any mentors no no just sort of look up to just just me yeah as I said my, my grandfather and my uncle yep yeah so like my uncle's a successful businessman in New South Wales best bloke you'll ever meet hardest work you'll ever see just you know He's a absolute rock. Mm -hmm. Like he's a killer in all aspects. So, um, but I mean, it's just work ethic. It's being a good person. Um, no mentors. Uh, as as I said to you before the interview, we don't read books. I don't actually don't listen to podcasts. This is I'm doing this podcast, and I'm gonna have to pull my finger out and give it a follow <laughs> and all that sort of jazz, mate. Because <laughs> Truly, I don't. I mean, the amount of people, um, you know, say you should read this book, this money book, wealth book. Book's tough, though. I'm more of a... Gary Goggins. Gary Goggins, you said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah like... Didn't even know his name. <laughs> David Goggins. I got gifted a book, you know, that David Goggins thing. And I mean, I know who he is. I've, I listen to a lot of motivational speaking when I'm training, believe yep. it or not, but never actually would just sit down and listen to something where I've got to take it in. I'm trying to actually listen to what they're saying and I love doing that. Like when I talk to people and I meet people, I'm really good with names, mm -hmm. like remembering names. Oh yeah? I, yeah, people come to the gym, I meet them for the first time and then like I'll see them a week later and say their name and they'll Jeez, be like, like, whoa, fuck. Takes me a couple of times. Yeah, I'm generally pretty yeah. good. Um, and I just like, I'm, it's because it's so easy to be talking to someone and not listening. Mm -hmm. Like not actually Taking it in, taking it in, you know, and all. G'day, my name's Josh. Hey, Josh, how you going, mate? And catch you later, Josh. I'll say it again at the end. Yep. You know, just say it a few times, and then Josh, right? Next time I see him, hey man, what's going on, Josh? You know, and they'll be like, fuck. I remember that? It's a big thing. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, what was the question? What was the, what was the uh, question? We we'll just going about yeah, mentors and who you look up I to. I love it. I love yep. a tangent. I'm definitely. It did a go well on a tangent, didn't it? Uh, pretty <laughs> much the last thing I've got to ask is who would you want to send the podcast next in Ballarat? That is a damn good question. Who would I like to see? Um. Who would I like to see? Far out. Trying to think. Anyone around the gym that's got an interesting story or maybe some someone's got a business or Yeah there is I wonder there's a fellow in the gym. I mean it's probably heaps of people. Yeah, I'm on the spot. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, trying yeah, to think yeah, of someone on the spot. Up. I'll think I'll say someone and I'll be like, fuck, I should have said this person. Um Oh, Griller. Obviously, Nicky Griller, which yeah, has already Nikki been Grills. on. Yeah. He was in the gym this morning. I was running a class and I saw him on the way out. Um, who's a good businessman I would be interested in seeing? Look, there's a fellow in the gym by the name of Matty Forbes. Matty Matt Forbes. Forbes. Yeah. He, um, he in the race cars because I'm a car head. So is Mel. We're both like car heads. So I hit it off with him pretty well. Um, so what's he do? Uh, so he owned, he actually owned the masonry business, the like stone cutting business on, I think it was Howard Street. It's like two Aussie flags. Uh, it's all like DJ's, DJ's packaging just moved there. Like just yeah. moved next to yeah. it. I know, yeah. Yep. It's a big empty block, but it's got a building on it. And I always remember there's two Aussie flags on, on poles there. Um, I think he owned that business and then sold it and. He's got a he's got a fair bit of development sort of stuff happening at the moment. So I mean, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. Really and like really really nice spoken bike. Um, wouldn't pick it. Okay. He's one of them dudes. You he just wouldn't pick it. You know what I mean? But I, I, and I actually had no idea until I spoke to him. And I hope you don't mind me saying this, Matty, if you ever listen. But like I was just talking to him at um, the barbershop one day. Oh yeah. And. Um, yeah, I was just like, I had no idea about his wealth or like anything. And I was, I actually talked about the recovery idea that I had. Oh, yeah. I said, oh, I've got a couple of buildings going up at the moment. I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, oh, I got a thousand square one going up here. And I got this Jesus, one going up here. Okay. And I got something going on in Howard Street at the moment. I was like, fuck. Okay, he's doing a bit. <laughs> I'm like, pull a chair, let's have a chat, you know? Yeah. But so he was, he was, that was pretty cool. I could just like the unsuspecting, um, those unsuspecting people that just don't sort of you wouldn't even know, you know is he older or younger uh, he's older than me like he'd be, he'd be hopefully I'm close to yeah, maybe hang on uh, 45 he'd be 40 maybe maybe late 40s I'd say let's say 40 it'd just be nice yeah definitely. yeah yeah. looks 35 but, <laughs> but um, he would be good I think he would be good obviously you don't know him but yep. and, and I didn't like I knew him in the gym so I knew his name I always said hello to him yep. but this day I just got the chance to chat with him yeah and fuck, it came out pretty quickly that i was in the midst of someone who's done really well yep. and worked very hard so um and he's riding his race cars and i mean like like proper yeah like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of race cars and i was just like fuck yeah show me a look and then yeah. all of a sudden i'm like what do you do and yep. it would be cool okay um i don't know you haven't you haven't had Old Powell, Teddy Powell on. 
Have you? Uh, Will he do no, it? No, Teddy. He won't, he won't uh, do we've it. had a couple of chats, <laughs> me and Teddy, so uh, it's still yet to happen. But um, Teddy, if you're listening, you know what needs to happen. Come on, come on. <laughs> he's probably he's probably like me. He's just got a million things going on all the time. And he does everything happening? Keen on the winery. Um, yeah. Cool. I reckon. Matty Forbes, I could put right, you in Matty. contact if, yeah. you, if right you wanted to, mate. Pass it on. I've got his good. number. Uh, he, he might be good, so. Very good. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want to say before we leave? I think so. No. Nah. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. Appreciate your time. Mm. It's been good. Appreciate your time, Eric. No worries, right. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Buzz. Thanks for tuning in, team. Once again, would appreciate any reviews you've got down below. Have a great day.